Hello, beautiful souls. This is Jasmine Jenkins, and today we'll be mapping grief on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, recommendations, and outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Jasmine Jenkins. Jasmine is an integrative grief guide and the founder of Fall Up, a community created to support people navigating the spectrum of grief. In her work, she brings her clients into the invitations within their grief journeys. Jasmine believes that healing is a co-creative process, and it is her deepest joy to support each person she works with in welcoming grief as a profound invitation to transformation. Jasmine, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you, Andrea. So glad to be here with you. So this topic that we're discussing is near and dear to my heart. And I was so grateful when someone that we both know, who's also been on the podcast, introduced us because of some writing and sharing I was doing on Instagram about this very topic, the topic of grief. And you explore grief in such beautiful ways. Can you start us out by just defining how you define grief? Yeah, I'd be glad to. So grief is a complex, multi-layered emotional experience. Mm. And I like to kind of leave it at that because there is so much within everyone's grief story. And one of the things that I teach, Andrea, is that everyone's grief is as unique as their fingerprint. So Even if you're navigating a similar grief or the same quote-unquote grief, you're going to have a completely unique grief journey. So reminding people of that and permission to be true to the journey that is uniquely yours. Such a good way of putting it, Jasmine, because what I've found is that two people can have the same life experience and their orientation to that life experience is different and elicits a different response. And yet it still may be grief in the body, even though they respond to or manifest that grief differently. Absolutely. And As we all know, this has been a year that has brought grief to the forefront. And, you know, I'm primarily a spiritual practitioner. And from a spiritual perspective, things come forward to be healed. And 
I do believe that grief, both collective, the collective and individual grief has come forward so that we can be more intentionally present with this conversation and in turn present with the heart of the issue with grief, which is ultimately always our heart. When we think about grief, and I know it can be anything, I mean, really, there can be grief around the current social circumstances, around personal life circumstances, around loss, around love, around uh, opportunities lost. There's so many things that could be triggered for this grief. But I'm wondering where you see grief live in the body. Well, um, according to traditional Chinese medicine, um, which is a, you know, that's part of what I bring into my teachings and my spiritual practitioner um, offering, grief is stored in, in the lungs. And a lot of the work that I do with my clients, every session, we start with a meditation, bringing our awareness to our breath and then really standing in awareness in our sessions together and alchemizing the grief that is in our lungs. And of course, it can reside in our heart as well. But grief is ultimately anything that we can't fully exhale. And when we have and connect with that awareness, you'll we'll start to notice, okay, I'm, I'm really in a contracted place here. And bringing that loving inquiry is that grief. And noticing it, breathing through it, tending to it and taking care of the emotions that may be within that contracted place in your lungs. And it's so interesting, as you mentioned, you know, we're in this year of not being able to take a breath of, I can't breathe, of fires, of COVID, of everything related to the lungs, as you said, and therefore the heart. So we are then in that contracted internal place of holding on to more, where do we work to exhale? How, how do we collectively exhale when there's so much that we're contracted in? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the perpetual question that seems to be at the forefront right now. And, you know, the framework that I teach from is called the four invitations. And I received that as a spiritual download. I asked for a simple and sacred framework through which to support my clients in the inevitable confusion and tumult of, of grief. And when we can experience that perspective shift that grief is ultimately an invitation to transformation and as well to growth. Um, we can soften into those places where we are more restricted and bring our breath in. And just for your audience, the four invitations are the invitation to pause, remembering that pause is an action step, even though we sometimes have a story that it's not productive. It's a creative action step that brings us back into presence with our heart and our breath and with what needs to be tended to. My favorite invitation, the invitation to really bring awareness and expansive energy into the breath, remembering that our breath is not just our anchor to ground us in the volatility that is often true of grief, especially when we're talking about grief as it pertains to death, because certainly there, there are myriad other forms of grief. The breath is also a technology that we get to leverage to move through and 
transmute and alchemize our emotions and the, the emotions that get stuck, right? The third invitation is really to understand that our feelings are just information about the state of our heart. So bringing that neutrality to seeing our feelings from that compassionate observer mindset and in the same way that we do in our meditation, just watching them and connecting with the ones that are calling for us to connect with them and then releasing them and continuing to deepen into the second invitation, the invitation to breathe. And the fourth invitation, Andrea, is the invitation to heal. Like Mm. I said, at the beginning of our conversation, I teach that everyone's grief is as unique as their fingerprint, which I love to think about it. You know, we look at our fingerprints and how often do we really consider that everyone has a grief story. Everyone has something that they're navigating, even if it's not something that we see, just trusting that it's there. And in being true to this invitation and the fact that we each have such unique grief stories, understanding that our healing journeys are going to be uniquely our own. Somatic emotional release therapy may be incredibly empowering for releasing your traumatic grief story. Meditation may be a a modality, huge proponent of um, traditional Chinese medicine. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, it's giving yourself the permission to expand into the you know, multitude of healing options that are available when we can be kind and listen to ourselves and soften into the invitations within um, our unique grief journey. I love what you're talking about, the invitation to transformation. It's such a beautiful way to put it. And as you're speaking into these four invitations, I'm struck by the synergy in what we do and the call out that I want to share with practitioners and listening to you is that people are coming to us in a state of grief. And that grief is usually because they are not getting or receiving or achieving resolution for some unresolved health issue, whether that's psychological or physiological. And our opportunity as guides in this invitation is profound. And the matrix itself is the invitation to pause and to not go into the quick fix, to be and to welcome that awareness that you're talking about in that second invitation. So I just really wanna commend you on this download on that you received and how beautiful it is for those of us who are guides for other people on their healing journey and to recognize that the healing journey, no matter what we're doing, whether we're working with people with Hashimoto's or MS or SIBO or addiction, is about grief. There's grief in all of it. Absolutely. It's I truly believe that, you know, grief is at the root of everything ultimately it's that unresolved grief you know i have this really i have this brochure on my desk as a kind of a an ironic thing it's it's not well designed but it just says unresolved grief is everywhere i don't know where i picked it up but i i kind of picked it up with this like silent chuckle and now i have it there just as a reminder to myself to not that i forget to be kind but just the truth of it yeah unresolved grief is everywhere so lightening into that truth and knowing that you know, the person who's making your matcha has unresolved grief. And so just being connected to and integrating with your grief creates those positive energetic ripple effects in the world. And, you know, I'm an integrative grief guide because 
grief is part of the whole. It's not yes. meant to be outside of exactly. our experience. And, and it, it's when we shut down on our grief that we shut down on life. And so my, my hope in having this intentional matrix focused conversation with you, Andrea, is that those who are listening will open up to that and be able to serve their clients in their grief and yes. bringing them into the truth that grief is an invitation to growth and transformation. And everyone has unresolved grief. So let's be kind to it and be light about it and bring, you know, bring ourselves into that place of actively integrating with our grief because it's here for us. Exactly. It's here for us. And it is an opportunity for connection with the people we want to serve. And it is, in my opinion, an injustice when we bypass that invitation to truly serve people who are coming to us with that unresolved grief. And Jasmine, I think there can be a confusion, and I'm wondering how you speak into this, about grief and sadness. And the reason I ask that is because I am, I'm going to knock on wood, I'm a person who doesn't tend towards depression in the classical definition of the word, but I do hold grief and I don't hold a chronic sadness. And that's hard to articulate to people. And I'm, I'm wondering what your response would be to that uh, seeming dichotomy. So grief, you know, you asked me to define grief at the beginning of our conversation. And I do define grief as a complex, multi-layered emotional experience. And within the layers of grief, you sometimes have sadness. And sometimes in my experience of serving the clients that I am blessed to serve, what's, what is showing up is anger, but what's really underneath it, of course, is sadness. And I think the, the delineation that you're asking for is that sadness is not always, grief is not always sadness, I right. think is the important distinction. And it's bringing that loving inquiry to, okay, what is the need that I have that was not matter is not getting met because that is so often at the root of the the sadness and if it is more acute then it probably does have some roots in grief um, but one thing I haven't spoken to that I do want to acknowledge is that there's a spectrum of grief and mm -hmm. I believe that you know grief takes root um, anytime we have an unmet expectation if you think like left to right, left side, unmet expectations, roots of grief can start there, little seedling roots. And then going to the right, we have that really profound grief that does come from, from death and, and other sorts of physical loss. But sadness is the, the healing for what I have experienced in serving the clients that I serve. Sadness, we begin to heal by being by being sweet and bringing that sweetness to our sadness. Because so often there's that resistance and going back to the invitation to breathe, remembering that there's medicine in that sadness. And there is, if sadness manifests for you as tears, knowing that crying those tears is a medicine that is uniquely yours to drink, to heal your heart and heal your body from whatever it is that is um, linked to the sadness. Mm, yeah, so beautifully put and really profound for us to think about 
how we can tap into the awareness and the pause that grief invites for us as a method of connecting to others in their state of grief, even if that grief may be disparate or different than our own. I, I truly believe that it was my experience and the grief that I held that enabled me to become a better practitioner. It enabled me to be there and meet people where they were in their healing journey. And they were able to see and receive from me because I was able to hold that vulnerability with them. So how do we leave a message for coaches and clinicians about embracing this invitation? Well, I think it's it's really bringing to the forefront the the macro invitation, which is to lead from that place um, with your clients and those that you're blessed to serve, teaching them, reminding them, perhaps reminding yourself that grief can be an invitation to growth and transformation. It is not meant to be, it's not meant to be tucked away. We're meant to bring it into life because when we know the depths of our grief, then we can know joy and as you kind of just spoke to in in the vein of comparison around grief, there's often that temptation, right? And the same way that comparison is the thief of presence with joy, comparing our grief is a thief of presence with healing our grief. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that is when we're serving clients, sometimes there can be that resistance. I don't have it because they know that's what we're here to do is talk right. about healer grief. But when you're in a different field that isn't specifically grief related, I think bringing the invitation that I think you've asked me to speak to is just to remind your clients that shared shared grief is shared courage. And it is a strengthening and a fortification for your heart to share what you are feeling is grief. So that's what I feel called to lovingly invite your listeners into, reminding them that sharing our grief is sharing our courage. And if we feel led to share something in a safe space, it's because we're meant to. Mm, So beautiful, Jasmine. Thank you for talking about this important topic with us and also for the work you do to invite people into this critical transformation. Thank you so much, Andrea. And I want to honor, I I did read about your husband and I honor that that grief is what catalyzed your being in the place of of service and healing that you're in. So I want to honor that with you and appreciate your having me on to share with your community. Thank you. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast release, please head over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, 
We'd love to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear on the next podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.